0: Back to draped in gold, your one-stop shop for across the ring and across the pond action of NXT 2.0 NXT UK. It is a dreary day in Los Angeles. Kind of reminds me of England. i love the boys, but as always, I'm not alone. I'm being joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself. We're talking about championship wrestling Hollywood. Talking about Santino Brothers. Talking about Wrestling Inc. and the Mac Mania podcast. Give it up for the
1: real Jack Farmer. Flobo boys, thank you so much for having me. As always, I know you had a show last week. It was fun. It was good. It was different. And I love woods. But it's time for Jack Farmer to get back He's to the back. head of the draped in gold table.
0: That's about a character. I'm sorry. Well, how was your Thanksgiving? You doing anything funny,
1: special? Thanksgiving was great, it's always great. It's basically sitting around eating tons of food and uh being thankful for what you have. I did a turkey trot and I placed first. If you look at the pictures on social media, I didn't really place first. I uh,
0: no, no, I, shut up. That was- no, I, I got up there
1: before they started taking pictures. Where'd you uh, I go? will say I, oh, so it was in uh, is in Las Vegas. Um oh, wow. I went to Vegas and it well went to Henderson, but uh close enough. It's cool enough. So, I live in Culver
0: City, bro. <laughs> so uh
1: it was what was what bugged me though is i i did pretty good overall there's about a thousand people there i got 46th place to at the end but wow. then they put in there you got eighth for your age group and i was like i don't know if i'm happy about being right time it made me feel old to be in an age group but it it's also like
0: winning me. the demographic win the demo right
1: i won the demo <laughs> that's fair but i i got mad at myself because i kind of was an idiot through some of like you know you see the people taking photos and uh, like I stopped and mugged for the photo you know and uh, I was like playing around on my phone and like it, you know picking songs and stuff and I was like if I ran a little faster I could have like placed top three in my age group I was so bummed out
0: I mean it isn't a turkey dash you know what I'm saying it's a Turkey shot. Uh, so let's shout to Jack Farmer Boo catch him on commentary today on YouTube for Santino Brothers Nice Guys finished last is that today.
1: Yeah, it's today, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time, free on YouTube. You can see Santino Brothers, Nice Guys, finish last, their first show back since uh, shutting everything down from the pandemic. Yeah, it's yeah, a wow. really good show. Me and Coach Jag, we're on it. I'm calling the action. Coach. Uh, he's, he says he's a coach. You know, I I just take him for his word, which is a <laughs> sucker's bet to do around Jag. But... <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Shout to we, do,
1: we, have, we have some fun surprise appearances, some real big throwdowns. One of the matches gets a little bloody. It got a little bit of everything. It was a fun time.
0: Well, dang. I'll make sure I check it out. Or at least do one of those like, watch for later things so I can watch on demand. Uh, shout out to everyone on Facebook. Watch you can it, it live at
1: 6 p.m. Pacific time, not p.m. I, Eastern.
0: Yo, look, it's L.A. I got other things to do. I'm sorry. I got some things to do. You know, kale stores, quinoa <laughs> stands, and you know holidays. <laughs> Yo, know, NXT UK, though. Uh, just finished about half an hour ago. I was talking about this main event, which ended by referee stoppage. I think the first time in NXT UK history, as far as I can recall, Rampage Brown against Ilya Dragunov, NXT UK title was on the line, but it seemed it didn't go the way of Mr. Brown there, Jack.
1: Well, referee stoppage also happened uh, for Dave Mastiff, which I think was Dragunov yeah. the one that broke his nose, too?
0: Oh, yeah! Was it back enough? I don't remember, but it was a stoppage on Dave Mastiff. You're right. You're absolutely right.
1: Dave Mastiff had the stoppage. This is a match. So two big takeaways from this match for me. Uh, The first one being that we take for granted some of the most simplistic wrestling moves. We take for granted things like chops and punches and elbows. And we get all excited about the big moves, the power bombs, the choke slams, the Canadian destroyers, all those things. But Look at this match. It was an insiguri to the face that ended this one. Every move can be so dangerous. I think we take it for granted sometimes. But Dragonoff delivering deadly accuracy, Ooh. getting a win here without needing a pin, showing just how powerful that is. And to piggyback on that, uh, showing just how dangerous Dragonoff is. It's He's not the biggest champion they've had, but... Not only is he taking out these big guys, facing these big guys, but he's putting them out, and it's incredible to see just how powerful he is. You know he's indestructible, sure, but as uh, Nigel said, he's a force of will here, and I think today he just upped the ante on what it's going to take to stop him. Yeah, I'm with you.
0: I guess the first time I saw it on screen, that Dragonov was five foot nine, one 190 pounds, dare I say, quote-unquote, normal-sized. But that does not describe how this guy is ripped and strong and durable. He's basically Colossus from X-Men, if I'm being honest with you, uh, Russian language aside. I mean, this guy is it's invaluable there in that match. He seems a lot bigger than what he actually is.
1: Yeah, that is a skill that you can't really teach. The guys that can come out there and be a certain size, but you think that they are bigger than they are, because you're right, 5'9", that's not That's not big at all not even just in wrestling term no offense to anyone who's you know five nine or below but it's it you wouldn't call that a big person even outside of wrestling yet when he comes out you don't think to yourself here comes a small guy you come yeah. up maybe it's just because i've seen him just obliterate people over and over again yeah. so i'm i'm too i'm too wise to know to call him <laughs>
0: I'll call him uh, Mr. Thigh Guy. That's it.
1: Yeah, he's a thigh guy. I'll I i put some respect on his name.
0: <laughs> respect on those thighs, baby.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like being a doctor. Your thigh guy dragging off now. It goes in the front of the name.
0: <laughs> what <When I feel laughs> up, Philip? Thanks for watching. Hey, man. no, Philip, it's cool. It's cool, man. I'm just saying. Hey, look, we all uh, okay. All right. Now we lost a fan. Great.
1: Right. <laughs> what? Look, there's other raw being five nine. I'm just saying, like, like if a basketball player was five nine, you would say they're not that tall.
0: Yeah, I, <clears throat> I again I don't get canceled by those of us who are vertically challenged. But look about the way the match ended. Rampage Brown got the stoppage, and hey, look, no one forced to see that happening. Now, if you're Cistella or Johnny Saint, I think he's kind of back doing some things. Do you give Rampage Brown another chance, or is this considered as bad as a loss back to the end of the
1: line? Ooh, it's it's so tough. I could see it going either way because he lost, right, and he lost mm-hmm. decisively. You know, if this was a boxing match and Mike Tyson knocked someone out, you don't say, well, he didn't finish the match. You say, hey, he got knocked out. Honey. I think
0: it just a finish. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> so it's... But at the same time, this is pro wrestling. And at the end of the day, we want to see someone get pinned or tap out. That's what we're looking for right. here. And I think based on the way this went you'd want to give him a rematch. You'd want to see it happen again. Uh, because I think we both know that Rampage is, isn't is someone who's going to get knocked out twice. You know? Damn. We know Damn. that he's someone who's going to come back stronger than before. And this will be another good matchup. For as good as Dragunov is, this wasn't a knockout because Rampage wasn't up to the task. It was a knockout because he <laughs> got that that shot in. I think Rampage Brown would come back stronger than before. And I would bet you that if we get a rematch, it'll be better than this one.
0: Okay, I'm with you too. I, I, and it's weird because if it was boxing in MMA, you'll say, no, a loss is a loss. Uh, but then if you look at professional wrestling, you want to be able to say, hey, look, I won this match. It's almost like a comic book. You don't want things to stop with like, if the scenic skyline blows up in the distance and the fight stops, you go, oh, come on. Right. <laughs> finish this later on. You know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> that, um, that, that would be a very uh, anti-climatic finish. <laughs>
0: right. The winner is the fans, the citizens.
1: You, you, you see Zod and Superman fly at each other, the explosion. <laughs>
0: and then it goes to the end. <laughs> it's like, Well, place your bets. Uh, speaking of placing like your bet, Shaw Samuels back there doing the odds for the Heritage Cup, and Sam Gradwell is kind of upset that he has a 4,000 to 1 odds to be the number one contender. And guess what? Bets $10 on himself. Inspiration at AF there, Jack
1: Farmer. Yeah, I mean, it's a mug's bet, but Sam Gradwell bet on himself. I love seeing the self-confidence. Really, Sam Gradwell showing us what we should all do. As you said, bet on himself. It doesn't matter with the odds. Bet on yourself. That's how you make it far in life. But let's talk about Shaw Samuels. I love that he has a side hustle. I love that he's working on stuff, succeeding in silence again. As he's now looking at trying to expand his business ventures.
0: It's a conflict of interest. He wrestles. What are you talking about side hustle? Pete Rose got banned from baseball doing the same exact thing, allegedly. This, this ain't
1: baseball, Flobo. <laughs> I appreciate the side hustle. What the hell? It's a side. Look, we all have side hustles, and it's not. It's not. Out of line for you to try to have a side hustle that's based on what you know and what a does John Daniels t- know? He knows wrestling.
0: <laughs> You'll never be president,
1: or maybe let, you might. Let the, let me tell let me tell you that. Ask you this: Who would know the odds of these matches better than someone who's been in the ring with these guys?
0: <laughs> Dude, don't, don't be his lawyer. You know damn well you, you play some side bets. And the fact that Gravel has less of an odd of winning than do the Clown, and Don'ty hasn't wrestled in fifteen years.
1: What, what I loved about it is that his list was hilarious, by the way. I wish they showed us the list more and, like, focused in on it a little bit more so you could more easily see it. But every name was great. I loved the first one. I, I didn't get at first, and I said it out loud. A-kit. a do
0: it man. Why not? <laughs> then,
1: like, all the names were spelt wrong. and. <laughs> It was great. It was fun. And, uh, I bet the odds are actually pretty good. Like I bet if you actually bet on a kid, that's probably what your uh, odds would be. Tyler Bates. Same. I think Shaw Samuels nailed it.
0: Well, you talk about instant stakes. If this is true, I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, Sam stands to win if, if Sam Gravel actually puts $10 down, he stands to win 40,000 next week in his match against Shaw Samuels, which is weird.
1: Well, I have a feeling he did put the money down and I have a feeling that, uh, Sam Gradwell might be able to walk away with a, a dub. I, he's been, he's been really on the bubble about, uh, on the cusp of breaking out and having a really strong run. I think this could be it. Now I love Shaw Samuels as well, but I think maybe he might be a little divided with his business ventures and his, uh, and his wrestling, um, <laughs> so we'll see
0: wait are you praising a side hustle condemning him for it which
1: one is it jack i always praise people who are business minded and i praise people who are after that dollar or that euro or that pound or whatever it is i i don't know what they use over there Uh. (laughs) Smooth.
0: (laughs) what do you people use for money over there I don't know. We're the American announce table. We don't have no yeah, idea. We're
1: the Ameri- Yeehaw, you barman. It's,
0: <laughs> Yeehaw, it's the American announce table. <laughs> 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 you one of slams. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm looking for that word to that match because Sean Samuels looks ripped and trimmed and Sam Grabwell. It's, it's going to be a heavyweight clash next week, and I can't wait for that one. Uh, here's a question. If you're no MDR though, do you even care? Who's the number one contender is? Are you, you going to be a fighting Heritage Cup champion? Or do you just like get yourself as far as away as the competition is possible, hold on to the cup as long as possible?
1: Yeah, I care who the competition's going to be. If Walter decides he wants to be the Heritage Champion, I think he'd want to know that that's coming his way. <laughs> uh, but running and hiding with the title isn't what someone like Noam Dar does. Someone else on this brand does, and we'll get to that. But – Right now, he's someone. He's, he's. I'm sure he'd be a fighting champion, but because he's such an intelligent wrestler, he's definitely paying attention to who the contenders are, because he's gonna want to study and research and understand how to beat them in the ring and how to verbally abuse them on the microphone.
0: Shot to Philip right who says, uh, "Ever since Brexit, these bottle caps, it's
1: Fallout." <laughs>
0: Like with Iron Brews and Lucas Zane Sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Can't <laughs> do <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> uh, Moving on elsewhere. Your, your best friend of all time, Eddie Dennis, Kenny Williams is back yeah. in a match against Saxon Huxley. And what? Can this be a dub for Saxon Huxley? Wow. Because Kenny Williams seems to be very distracted about Titan Trons and video screens and not focusing on the match. Explain yourself, Jack
1: it appears to be distracted i want to know how you can defend a group like subculture who's constantly sticking their nose in the business of other people even when they get slapped in the face and knocked out and beaten over and over again they get involved again this is something that you would condemn if Eddie Dennis did it. Yet here subculture comes out <laughs> and you're like, do, 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 do. They, they weren't there. Kenny Williams black and white for crying out loud. They didn't this do could, anything. This could have been thrown out before this match ended. I First can't we stop believe it. that they allowed this to continue.
0: They weren't even there. What are you talking about? What's the big deal? They turned him black and white. They did not do that. That was all in your mind, bro. It's about being in the subculture.
1: They, you know, what I'm they, turned, they turned everyone black and white. It was ridiculous. And I think they should be suspended. And I think that this loss should be scrubbed from Kenny Williams record. I
0: imagine Magic had records, man. I will be out of a job. Uh, but despite the result today, I feel like Kenny Williams is not going as fast as he thought he would, right? He somehow, this time last year, got rid of Amir Jordan. We thought he was going to the moon. And now he's struggling at the bottom of the table. If there was one, Jack Wood is going through Kenny Williams' mind these days.
1: Was that a year ago? About, yeah. Wow, what is time? Geez, what is time, bro? Uh, Kenny Williams, I, he's his win loss record since shedding Amir Jordan has been amazing. I if you look back at what he's done, shedding, it, it's been it's been incredible. This 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 episode's off the rails.
0: Get off of me, <laughs> just
1: like a snake. He just. <laughs> So, But his win-loss record has been incredible since, since he's moved on from Amir Jordan, since he's moved on from tag team. Now, this is the impatient nature of wrestling fans. You expect him to hold a title as soon as he does something like that. But in NXT UK, they don't hand out titles. They don't just give them to people. It takes time. It's hard to get there. And then even if you get that shot, winning one is incredibly difficult. Just ask Rampage Brown. The fact that he's winning is good, and we should be looking at that. And again, I think he'd have another win in the win <laughs> column if the referee knew how to throw a match out and not get all <laughs> bewildered when suddenly oh, the color man. is gone from the screen.
0: Oh, Hold on, hold on before you defend the referees here. So I stand corrected. The uh, Amir Jordan Kenny Williams dust-up with Fizikov happened over the last week of March through the first week of May, so about nine months ago, so not quite a year. Uh, and leave referees alone. They're they're doing good jobs, all right. They're trying their hardest. Hey, out to to Artemis and Chris Sharp over there at NXT UK, making sure things are called down the middle. It's probably your boy couldn't get it done today, man. I'm just saying.
1: I'm just saying. Look, certain jobs you don't get to be bad at, and they should have thrown the they should have thrown this match out. I think the referees are going to look back at the tape in the referees meeting, and they're going to see that this <laughs> one was completely egregious that this wasn't thrown out. And, and again, if anything, if you're not going to throw it out, then you should award Kenny Williams the win for subculture getting involved in his matchup.
0: I can't think of anything more boring than a referees meeting. <laughs> that's just, let's go back and watch tape again. Jesus. Uh, but I, I can't. maybe you're right. I, I don't want to say you're right, but maybe you're right. Maybe things need to be reviewed. Although I don't think Kenny Williams should blame anybody for not being focused inside to bring with an absolute madman.
1: But that's just me. I mean, can we give Kenny Williams some no. credit? No. Here he is giving Saxon Huxley another shot at him, even though he won decisively the last time. He's like, hey, you know what? you know what old sport i'm gonna give you a shot <laughs> i'm gonna give you a rematch i'm gonna old give Trump. you another shot at this uh, at me to a chance to redeem yourself and then subculture again how many times has subculture stuck their nose in someone else's business flobo they've gone after rampage they've gone <sighs> after you're B- right, you're right, you're they, they're always sticking their nose in there they, they're slapping shaw samuels right in the face or Meaning was that paper? Gallus? I can't remember which one. No, no,
0: no that was both. A flash slap okay. sound. He was like reading the paper. Poor guy. Was reading
1: <laughs> both. <it>. Like, <laughs> no, oh, no wonder he's trying to get into the odds game and not... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's talk about. Uh, we have a name, the Familia uh rohi uh, Raja has formally inducted charlie dempsey who still looks like a half part of his dad and william regal and pete dunn oddly uh but he's in charlie dempsey is in he wants to choose legacy and all that jazz as for me like i said on twitter i would choose materialistic things personally but charlie dempsey's in in and jack Palmer. what is going on with my man charlie
1: i think it- classic flobo choose a materialistic thing that's, that's me, baby. why that's why people like uh familia don't want to be involved with you me on the other hand i choose legacy i choose family and that's why i want them to let me in the group so i can use wait, all wait. their material things <laughs> hey, 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 I, <laughs> I want that i want that rooftop i want that flat they're in i want all the uh I want all the materialistic things they have. That's how you do it. You say you're there for legacy, and then you take their material things. But well, if you ask for material things, you never get them. You take someone else's. It's, you are a scallywag, Day man. one stuff.
0: You risk pissing off team who was already pissed off to begin with. Just to say, I like, get the flat, get the room, get everything?
1: I want to be a part of Familia. I think I'd fit right in there with those guys. Could you see me wearing a suit up at the top? penthouse us all hanging out talking about how good family is eating that's how you live now eating those delicious meals they always seem to have in their promos they have a, a turkey leg in my hand it seems like they're always eating one of those in their promos i think i'd fit in great with those guys plus we're all vicious vicious technicians i think we'd all Pal it up really well.
0: You're in a penthouse right now. Your house overlooks both the Pacific and the Atlantic at the same time. And this guy says, I want to be somewhere else.
1: Are you kidding me? Yeah, You're it's set. A, it's a tough life. You have to choose which ocean to look at.
0: <laughs> you like the Justin style. Like, Sorry, but, uh,
1: no matter how hard I look, I can't see them both at the same time, Flobo. it's. Uh, <laughs> It's you know curse. what?
0: That was a dumb joke. I appreciate you playing along with me. Uh, we got to move on. <laughs> <laughs> so our opening contest, uh, Zion Brooke's side got our title match uh, because she basically goaded Skinsley Alley. He was like, either next week or not at all. So there is that whole thing about not having enough time against the final boss, Mako Satomura. The match was not Mako's strongest, but she did pull off the win. And then she gets a side challenge after the fact. Before we get to that, talk about the match. Zion Brookside side, Mako Satomura.
1: It's about time Brookside got a title shot. I mean, when you have family history, you should be getting title shots. So you look at the history of people who come from lineages like that, and I think that Brookside is right up there with like a Randy Orton, someone who's just – it's in their veins, you could say. Uh, she took it to make Osada Mora a lot better than anyone else has done so in the past. And I think all of us, I think whether you're on the broadcast team, whether you're here on the podcast, a fan in the crowd – You're all asking yourself, how good would Sia have been If she had the time to prepare. If Sid Scalia didn't set her up for failure the way he did, if he gave her the time to prepare, let her get ready for this match, let her use her ability to study tape and learn and and do all the things she needs to do to be ready. I think we can both agree Zia Brookside would be the champion right now if this was a fair match and not some scoundrel setup by Sid.
0: Now, you're actually... Setup. Now, I think you're right. There's some truth to that, because almost every other title match in NXT UK is like three weeks out, two weeks mm-hmm. out, a month out. Totally fair. But you have to think, if you're Zaire Brookside, if you're going to come into the office with so much heat and stamp your feet and go, I want this now, that if you give it, you can't be upset. It wasn't like, hey, Sam, when well, you had a chance? Book me. It was, if not, I'm telling my daddy, and you don't want that. So why not? She got exactly what she wanted.
1: That's not what she wanted. She wanted the match set up in a proper fashion, like all the other matches. You know, you can say that you want something, and somebody say, here it is, but it doesn't mean it's it's exactly what you're talking about. You know what I mean? It's you know, I could say I want a fancy dinner, and then you throw on some spaghetti and say here's a fancy Italian dinner. Jack, no, that's not what I meant. That's not what Ziya Brookside meant. That's not what everyone knows. That's not what she meant. She didn't mean here. Just throw it out there willy-nilly she meant let's make this a big money matchup let's build to it let's tell people about it let's have some time go by so she can study she can prepare how about this maybe even do some press maybe promote it a little bit but no sid's like whatever i'll just hand this out to you that's the worst
0: impression ever <laughs>
1: <Whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how we sounded I, I saw it i was watching this i was like I can't believe this guy. Well, okay, so I here's can't the believe deal.
0: This guy. Uh, so, we talked about this. Uh, we talked about the fact that Zaya Brookside basically called her shot in a certain way. And talk about staff members, uh, friends of the show, and your separate of being a dad. man. you're going to be a big, awesome dad. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations,
1: Andy. Yeah.
0: Uh, just mention the elephant in the room. Zaya Brookside had no wins for like two and a half months going into this hello match. What is there to promote? What is there to have press for? Are you kidding me, Jack?
1: Well, she hasn't been wrestling quite as much as she used to. She's, she took a step back, and I think because she was focusing on the things that matter, the prep work, the the gym time, and, and really mm. putting the efforts into positioning herself where she should be. And that's why she was talking to Sid. And if Sid stopped to listen instead of thinking he was all high and mighty and doesn't need to listen to her, then maybe this would have all been set up well. But... Ziya, to her credit, you know she made chicken salad out of chicken, yeah, you know, (laughs) poop. And now, and now, this is what we got. This is this was a a, an absolute failure on Sid's part. Skid, I should call him on Skid's part for not having Ziya Brookside set up for success. And I, and you know, I actually liked that Andy Shepard actually, you're right, kind of called it out and was like. I can't believe he didn't say these words, but when he was talking about the wins and losses, you could tell what Andy Shepard really meant was Sid really failed Zia Brookside in setting this up properly.
0: <sighs> no matter how you slice it. Zia Brookside lost her match. And after the matchup I was asked, Hey, maker, what are you doing next? He He's like, no, go back to Japan. Peace. But Blair Davenport is saying, look, why work myself up the rank of the women's division? Where I can just beat up Amelia McKenzie, become the de facto number one contender, and challenge Amelia to a match. What is happening? Where is our champion? Why is Amelia fighting Blair? Break it down for me, Jack.
1: I think that this is like I mentioned before. I don't understand why Mako Sadamura is running off to Japan now that the competition's heating up. It's the holidays, man. She goes, so this is what Mako does. She goes to the women's locker room. She's like, I want everyone to come get a piece. And they're like, Not during Focus. Christmas. And they're like, Cool, where do we line up? And she's like, I don't know. I'm going back to Japan. The Goodbye. We're back.
0: <laughs> What's wrong with that?
1: She's a champion. Fighting champions fight all year.
0: Claire. Who said she was the fighting champion? It was is not. The this? car something to change. She never said she was the fighting champion. She's final boss. Final Sorry. boss did not wrestle on time.
1: Everyone watching, listen here and listen closely. Flobo is saying Mako Santamora is not a fighting champion. She's a coward running whoa, off. The whoa, Japan. whoa, 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 whoa! I know they're say saying that, no, that no, no, she no, 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 is he... someone who doesn't want to work. She's no, scared of the Blair opposite. Davenport. Quite not the player being scared of Blair Davenport. Don't because get me killed right now. Mako is like. I'm the women's champion. Life's good, and Blair's like, "Hey, that's a nice title." It's like, "I'm going to Japan. I'm going to Japan."
0: Don't don't you run your mouth because you're like, "I'm going to Japan. I'm going to stop in Los Angeles first, <laughs> and then I'll be missing. <laughs> It'll be all your fault." I'm not saying she's a coward. I'm saying that the division is strong enough. The champion doesn't have to be there every week to say, "Hey, look, here's our division. The division can stand on its own. Takes a couple of weeks off. Come back at your best. It'd be awesome."
1: It stands on its own because it's propped up on the shoulders of Blair Davenport saying, look, if the champ's not going to be here, I'll take on your friend. I'm going to beat her up. I'm going to beat everyone else up. Blair Davenport deserves some credit for holding this division on her shoulders while we have an absentee champion running off to Japan.
0: Wow. She had a match this week in Jackson absentee. I can't. You can't win with this guy. What a
1: clown. I can't. Yeah, I mean, was it a match or was it another Skid-Scalia attempt at trying to <laughs> undermine Zia Brookside?
0: Why are you... <laughs> I was like, why are you skidding on Skid?
1: I think I've been saying that.
0: Why are you crapping on Sid?
1: <laughs> I've just... I've, I've seen this before, Flobo. I've mm-hmm. seen it before. I know where this is going. This is William Regal 101. Before we know it, we're going to see Skid not showing up to work not being on there, not making the matches. In fact, you could already see that Blair Davenport has to do stuff on her own. I see what Skid's doing. I see what he's doing. And if I hear him say War Games, so help me.
0: <laughs> Before I move on to NXT 2.0, man, any final thoughts about UK this week?
1: This was War actually- Games. <laughs> War Games. This was a really good episode. I thought that... Uh, so Going oh, into it, you knew it was going to be good because there was two titles on the line. And... Then getting that Saxon Huxley Kenny Williams matchup, I thought was really cool. I thought that from a production value standpoint, the Familia uh, presentation was really awesome. It felt very movie esque. I really, really like that. I also love the build up to that tag team title match, and I think pretty deadly, pretty deadly are stars. They're such stars, man. I know, like, yeah. I, you know, I know you like to play favorites. I like to call it down the middle. Pretty what? deadly. <laughs> is Excuse me. You can't, wait, wait, wait. Deadly is is a team that I could see really excelling on all brands. With yo, this dude just
0: lie? He kept going. I mean, fine, fine. I'm not gonna argue that. They're they're stars. I'm just you're called in the middle. All right, fine. First, that,
1: first honest thing you've said.
0: I'm going to I'm gonna call you right now and say, Hey, Jack, I was gonna call that middle from now on. He's not gonna support you at all. But uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: that'd i don't support eddie dennis i just tell facts oh
0: my god 2.0 man i uh, had a couple of advantage matches and together they're pretty solid but let's talk about the one at the end of it that means the most to me braun breaker jagger ghetto which would have been a takeover on any other day on the calendar um braun breaker i guess he did a hurricane, but he called it a Frankensteiner. what's up with that kidding i'm kidding i know what that is uh but the match itself to me was like almost we came out of nowhere after how much flack 2.0 got for a long time This match was, do right, I say a banger.
1: Yeah, this episode and last week's episode, I mean, they fall, it's a bit of one-two punch of the two best NXT 2.0 episodes so far since the rebrand. And we'll talk about a few things, uh, I'm sure. But uh, overall, I I wish that these two episodes came sooner because this felt like the introduction to a lot of these characters. This felt like the introduction we needed, uh, but... Braun breaker i've said it before i say it again he is such a superstar he's going to be this generation's brock lesnar he is incredible he jumps off the screen uh this was fantastic my favorite spot in the match i know everyone liked the uh, the frankensteiner because of the callback but i love how he, he pulled gargano off the ladder and then hit that slam uh caught him on the shoulder and then hit the slam i thought that was just phenomenal this was such a good matchup this was so fun this made me feel like this was like the old nxt it feels like it felt like the past two weeks they said hey we we got the characters we got the changes now let's get these great matchups that mean something and i feel like we got that today in this main event like you said completely delivered
0: and you gotta say it gotta say it big bad
1: booty nephew
0: (laughs) yo trademark that (laughs) (laughs) y'all I love that they Keep them referencing And if, if you didn't know who the, Skyner, the Steiner brothers are, guy would saying skits everything now. If you know who the Steiner brothers are, you're probably, if you're a kid, you're of like, why does everyone care? But like as a fan of old school wrestling, you're like, oh, come on. How many ways can you reference these two guys without saying these two guys? Uh, it's so much fun. I enjoyed this one. Uh, you got to go back and see. I think it's one of the matches of the week to, to really talk about a uh, review. Um, but on the women's side too, another advantage match as well. This one here had a little bit of a different tone. Uh, you had Star it off. Kaylee Ravers Dakota Kai, and a question I have for you is that on paper, both these women are antagonists. But thoughts about the match?
1: Well, I do want to mention real quick. You talked about old school wrestling. No one more old school than Ric Flair. In the chat, thanks for showing up, Ric Flair. Woo! Uh, <laughs> this was uh, this opening match again. Another really, really good match. This felt to me like the the. True debut of Kaylee Ray on NXT. Uh, it felt like her true coming out party. You got to see just how good she is. Anyone who's been a fan of the shows knows that I ride hard for Kaylee Ray. She's, yeah, she's uh she's one of my favorites. Great matchup and a big win over Dakota Kai, setting her team up for uh, success.
0: Okay, so in this situation, we had new work characters. I think Kaylee Ray is new to most NXT people because she's UK. Mm-hmm. And then also Bond Breaker versus Angelina. Now, you mentioned NXT 2.0 seems to be trending upward. What happens now? If we are watching this every week and we have lamented about 2.0, we as pundits have said, it's on the mend. War Games the biggest event of the year, arguably speaking. If you were the Phantom GM, how do you keep building on this momentum?
1: Um, I think that you have to show that. Uh, first off, I think one of the reasons that things feel like they like this is, have, has been better shows is there are stakes. There are things matter. The matches matter. Like the Kaylee Ray Dakota Kai match, it mattered. Uh, the Braun Breaker Johnny Gargano match mattered. Also, these matches had time. That's a different thing too. I know that for some reason wrestling fans and pundits they'll argue what's better serious long solid Mm. matches or promos and storytelling for some reason they struggle with both you know Mm -hmm. a mix of both I think that's what we had on this episode we had the we had the promos we had the development we had the characters but then we also had some really great matches in there as well and i think keeping that balance is key but also making sure that uh, there are stakes in the match and it's not just random who is this guy versus who is this person
0: i'm with you i think the the best wrestling shows like the tightest show we're talking about raw from 898 to 2000 smackdown from 2019 to 2021 have a balance of those long-term stories the anchors if you will and then different arcs of different lengths to get people on board they like it they can go to the next one if they don't I think giving people that variety show aspect it really makes a show seem tight. Uh, and and Dylan Matthews, you're right. Uh, it says War Games will be Beth Phoenix's last commentary game at NXT as she announced today she's going to spend more time with family. Uh, I always like to have uh, uh, that fresh perspective in the the booth. It'd be definitely missed for Miss Phoenix, Miss Beth,
1: Miss Cupid. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a shame she's leaving. I felt like she was kind of uh, settling into her role there, uh, and, and starting to mix with her and Wade and everyone else were, were doing really good stuff there. She said she's not done with WWE. Um, if I can put on my uh, my fantasy booker hat, my my conspiracy theory, is it a fedora? Hat, it's it is with a very long feather. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Uh, so, I this isn't groundbreaking, I'm sure someone else has said this before, but edge and miz are having a little bit of a rivalry on raw maurice has come back it makes you think maybe maybe we're gonna see a uh, mixed tag team action soon
0: mixed tag team action well if there's something like i think i should go one more time it would be beth phoenix but maybe i was selfish i was holding out for evolution too but why wait as that coming back why not have the, the match you were saying
1: yeah, I don't think Evolution 2 is ever coming. I think, we, <laughs> I, I think we need to just pack that up and put it away in our little memory keepsake box and uh, remember Evolution for what it was and just not expect it anymore. Is the Mayan
0: Classic coming back, you think? No. The, the idea of this, like this, this NXT-branded thing with indie talents, is that gone too, you think?
1: Yes, I think so. Because based on what they've said is they're not interested in indie talents anymore, so I don't see why they would...
0: But well, any talents, I don't mean like uh, from the local promotions. I mean like uh, the people that do the the, the the camps. You know, you're a wrestler, you have wrestling experience, but the WWE camp, you're inside the, the unit. Like Jesse Alabama or Jesse Kamea, she was signed to WWE, but she was off TV. She came on for the tournament and then took off TV. You think that's
1: all, all that's done? I don't think that's the direction they're going anymore.
0: Fair, fair, fair. I could saying. be wrong.
1: I could be wrong. Uh, but if if it's me, I as a fan, I would love to see it. But as a looking at what i'm seeing i just don't think that's what's happening all
0: right since you have the third eye and you're such a visionary what is going on in gyv man what are what are they doing going to people's locker rooms man what's going on ike Manjiro almost caught
1: them man what's up this kills me this is one of my least favorite things uh, <laughs>
0: what that's your least favorite thing
1: <laughs> like I just like why are these guys stealing like if you're going to make them crooks, at least make them good crooks. At least make them like Ocean's Eleven, like awesome crooks. At least have them steal a hundred million dollar eggs or something. But Imagine. But stealing like dirty underwear from a locker and chicken wings and things. What is What is this? And then they're running away once they get caught. Like they're, they're fighters. What are they doing? They're grizzled. They're grizzled. They're... they're this this is my my big stink i don't know i don't like i don't like this i think grizzled young veterans need to get back on a microphone back in the ring and racking up some dubs they could they could buoy a division they could carry a division grizzled young veterans are one of the best tag teams around all in when it comes to mashups when it comes to look when it comes to microphone they have everything why are they stealing chicken wings Get them in the ring. Get them on a microphone. These guys sell stories. This is what you want. People would kill for these guys.
0: Okay. So I, I agree with you. And I know I'm totally going off course of the show, but you guys don't care, right? But here's a question I have for you, Jack. If you know the, the the colors of the wall have changed from white to multicolored, right? You're GYV. You show up, break necks and leave, and you're not named Imperium or Diamond Mine. You have to come up with something else. I don't think they can just be well-dressed men who fight. On this brand now, selling chicken wings isn't the best idea, but it has to be something else they can do that makes them more colorful or pops off the wall differently than Diamond Mind or Imperium.
1: They're they're different than Diamond Mind or Imperium because of those mic skills, because of what they can do on a microphone. They can tell a story. They can tell a not black gold story, but I believe they can tell a multi-colored wall story if that makes sense they can do Ooh. those things you just got to give them the time on the microphone that's all you got to do is let them tell their story there are teams that you need this I, I would i get it you would need something like that but i don't think this team does i don't think you need to start a rivalry with brooks and jensen by them trying to steal their underwear or whatever it was they were trying to steal out of a locker creepy you, you can have that happen by them meeting at a pub and then talking crap to each other. And then grizzled young veterans say talking crap on a microphone. I think you can do that with them. Again, there are teams probably need to do things a little differently, but not, not these guys. They're, they're incredible.
0: Well, let's move on to the part of the show that frustrates me the most MSK are in a stationary car traveling apparently. Cause I could totally tell the car wasn't moving Oh, uh, to meet the shaman. But well, guess I said what? it was
1: going seven fast now.
0: Yeah, that's a reference to the half for yep. Yeah. Wink wink nudge nudge yeah. devil's lettuce. Oh, here's the deal, Jack. How long? I mean, even Beth Phoenix probably should quit. How long? She was like, Yo, this is going on forever. This happens, and we still don't have a resolution to who or what the shaman is.
1: It was I was I was torn when they got to the house and you saw the silhouette because I was thinking. I'm so angry that they're not going to show us who it is this week. Cause it has been so long. And at the same time thinking, well, of course they're not going to show us this week. It's taken this long. They're not just going to drop it now. Uh, there ain't kind of a, a tough spot. I don't know who it could be. That won't feel a little bit like a letdown at mm-hmm. this point. Um, because it's been so built. Uh, I mean, I could I could make some guesses. I don't know. Um, but uh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to know who this is for these guys, especially again. MSK are guys that should be in the ring. I don't know why they need to do six months of this.
0: Uh, yeah, that, that GYV is annoying. The MSK stuff is, is, is bewildering, uh, but not as bewildering as this. No, 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 no than-
1: real quick. If I can hijack the show for a second, let's take a pick. Who do you think it is?
0: Uh, RVD? Who- so I don't know because if you're gonna if you're playing fair with the silhouette, R V D doesn't fit. That's the thing. Everyone we thought it would could be uh John Morrison can't be now, but even then it doesn't fit, RVD doesn't fit, Triple H doesn't fit. So it would have to be somebody completely new, unless hey, it's like roof Rue Fang, but that would be a letdown. Or Jeff Hardy. Why would Jeff Hardy be an XT for? <laughs>
1: because they, like if... they, they used the name of his theme song when they were talking about him. Oh, Wild yeah.
0: Wild. Yeah, you're right. Jeff Hardy would be the last one, I think. But yeah, I, if, if they're playing fair with the shadow, there's no one that fits that body type except for Rue Fang. And that will be the worst idea for Rue because he'd be in a Von Wagner situation where it's like, I'm doing my job. <laughs> uh, but but if it's they're not playing fair, it could be anyone. Really.
1: What if it's Walter?
0: Walter? I can imagine... <laughs> You guys need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be kind of cool, actually. Could they come back more disciplining as Imperium?
1: Yeah, he uh, they, as they tease the uh, you know, the the Devil's lettuce. Uh, he'd be like here, take you know, inhale some of this, and right before they go to inhale, he just goes chop right in their chest. <laughs> oh, that'd be
0: cool. That'd be like <laughs> the uh, the Tian Sha but the Imperium version. Imperium right? Version.
1: Which would somehow be more brutal if it was Walter chopping them instead of what they were doing.
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: I would take T and Shaw training over Walter chops any day.
0: Oh, well, you're right. <laughs> That's not even a hot take. Yeah, you're right. No. I would tell you. <laughs> It'd be more no. than clubs, yo.
1: Yeah, and while I'm being tortured, I'd be like, "This is better than a Walter chop."
0: <laughs> <Small laughs> on your face. Oh, thank you so much for being so gracious. <laughs> Let's talk about our number one contenders though. Uh, Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly are heading to the over or I don't call takeover, they're heading to war games because they beat legato del fantasma. What a fall from grace from that squad. Jack, what is legato done, bro?
1: Is it really a fall? I mean, I love legato del fantasma. I, I still think they are so cool. Uh, I still think that they could do, they could print money, but They've never been that good in the win loss column. Let's be uh, uh, uh. let's let's be honest. Uh, in fact, again, fantasy booker. Why not? I'd love to see them go to RAW, and I would love to see them recruit Dominic Mysterio and have them be like, "No, Dominic, we'll teach you about family and legacy, not your dad."
0: But oh, anyway. that's actually cool. Like, cause, cause like Santos Escobar is Rey Mysterio, but the dark underbelly, he is Pentagon to Octagon. Like, Let's yeah. be real about it. So I would definitely pay to see that. But I'm yeah. not sure if I'll take what King Wild would be with him. I don't know.
1: Yeah. The only, the only problem is if you brought him to Raw, from back, like, well, who, who's this?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> who, who, wow. This masked man or unmasked man. I don't
1: know. <laughs> uh, but, um, so that, you know, it, it has been a fall from grace. I, it seems like, the main story of this is that Electra Lopez will not allow Zion Quinn to not date her. which just seems weird. To me.
0: You know, it may, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm not defending this. It made more sense when Santos was not there. Because Okay. Maybe Electra is the new leader and she wants to recruit, but Santos is back and they clearly established last week. He is the leader. But then why does Santos care about some guy who's, I don't know, not a luchador. Now granted, Joaquin Wild isn't Lucidor either; he's in Puerto Rico. But still, like, he doesn't embody anything what that group is about. So I'm a little confused now. Not sure where it's going. Why does Zion quite care? He should be out there yeah. beating the blade, you know?
1: Yeah, and also, yeah, to Zion's point, why does he keep messing with them? Then, like, if if, you, if he's not into Electra Lopez, why doesn't he just go? Uh, I'm not really into you. Leave me alone. That's what happens. You ghost people. That's how that's how you handle it like an adult. You adult, you ghost someone.
0: Is this pro tip from Life,
1: Jack? Uh, you're go stub if you're not into them. Wow! And then, uh, you don't keep hanging around them and beating up their friends. That just leaving people on to...
0: red. I, I this is the most despicable thing you've ever done. Yes. You support Eddie Dennis.
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> leave people on red.
1: That's why I like the NXT UK. It's the black and black and red brand.
0: Just... <laughs> so uh, wah, speaking wah, of wah. Spe- <laughs> speaking of things that Jack Farmer supports, Joe Gacy said this Cruiserweight title is weight-shaming and wants it to be open weight, which that's Jack Barr has been advocating for months. Uh, the Invitational was a no contest, uh, but because Boa is out in there with indigestion, apparently, uh, makes sense of this for me, man. Joe Gacy, Roderick Strong, Boa's in the mix. What does this Cruiserweight division mean going forward?
1: My one note was, I think I agree with Joe Gacy. <laughs> I do too, yeah. I was like this this it actually kind of is <laughs> in a lot of ways uh, so I actually agree with him it's it's, it's, it, it's interesting the way he's being positioned are are viewers supposed to sympathize with him or not cuz when he's going up against diamond mine who I don't think we're supposed to like
0: yeah i i feel like it's and I, I don't want to make the comparison because of how the character ended but a lot of it reminds me of Muhammad Hassan where it's almost like an anti villain like here's somebody who's good in their mind and we boo them for it, because um, Joe Gacy is not doing anything despicable. He's asking for ha- hand caresses and handshakes and good play, but we hate him for it because he's so slimy. Because we know, no matter where you believe politically, you believe the world is too politically correct, and this guy is politically correct to the max on ten. Uh, so in that way, yeah. But he's done nothing wrong. So I can see him being used as a good person uh, if someone were to be like, if someone came out and destroyed him. If Walter came yeah. back and chopped him 45 times, we go, Walter, Walter. But when Walter leaves, you go, damn, damn, Joe, that's going to mess up. So I think it's kind of cool having a tweener, but it's hard to really pin down who Joe Gacy is.
1: Yeah, he uh, – you know, I feel like – and I don't like to get into this side of it too much, but the uh, – because everything he does, he is actually consistent. He doesn't lie about what he's doing. It's not like he's saying this is a safe spot and then cheating. He's actually being – very very honest like he is he won't he he does th- do things and you know he says you don't have to worry about me he doesn't attack you he's he's very real about those things i do think that if he was to cheat a little bit it would make him more despicable but maybe that's your point yeah. maybe we're supposed to actually go actually he is being a good guy he is being all these things that uh, he says he is
0: I think anti villains is the worst character to nail down. Like, it's it, from even from a, a creative writing standpoint to have someone be seen as a villain. The quickest example is like internal affairs in a cop drama. Like, they're not bad people, but they investigate cops, right? So, you we hate them because they're investigating police officers. So, having someone like Joe Gacy just being himself, smiling and waving, and people going like, boo, it's like straight up Bo Dallas. Like, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> just both <believe, Yeah>. baby.
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm a I think Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy is doing things very well too, and it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do, like if to play that role because also he has to always remain calm and he has to always remain peaceful. And you could imagine, even just as a performer, a bunch of people out there cheering and booing, and there's people yelling to always like, yeah, calm, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I like it. You know, Dylan Matthews, you highlighted in the chat is saying the rumors WWE is dropping the cruiserweight title. Um, I haven't heard that, but I might, might be true. Um, yeah, I don't know. This, this is an interesting, it's interesting. This is where everyone's getting kind of thrown together. We're kind of seeing, like you said, Boa get involved and this. This feels a little bit like the, uh, for lack of a better term, like the, uh, we want you on TV, but we don't really know exactly how yet battle royal of, uh, <laughs> of, of, of character work right now
0: love it <laughs> yeah, the, we we like you but uh yeah. the sound effect battle royal. yeah uh, <laughs> so we had a debut this week uh idris and uh being a la original former yeah. serviceman, uh in a match against sola sequoia the quote street champion of the island and well i'm not really a fan of that tagline the match was pretty cool even though Sozkoa got the win, just really showed out. Made sure uh, he was part of the equation as well. Jack, here's the deal: Atrios Enofe had insurmountable odds on this show against someone who has a, been a juggernaut of NXT 2.0. Dare I say, looked better in defeat this week?
1: I thought Enofe looked great. You're right. He's a SoCal guy, so uh, I've seen him before. Uh, he looks the. I would say he passes the eyeball test. By the way, you look at uh-huh. him. Yeah, he looks like a superstar. He should be out there. I thought he looked amazing solo. I think he always comes across well. Also, maybe it's my. I'm stuck in my own head, but I just keep thinking, why don't you just say he's related to the Usos? Just tell us. I mean, I, I'm sure there's a ton of, there's a ton of like, I guess business reasons or whatever. But just as a fan, you're looking at this. You're just like, what are you?
0: You know what? I actually I'm, I'm I'm with them not it's different than Braun Breaker. Like with, with Braun Breaker, we kind of know like okay, I'm 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 three the points I have, my brains is fried. <laughs> no. Um with Braun Breaker, we kind of know the whole Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner connection. Uh and but I think it's cool because they gave him a, a, a cheap wrestling name, like a Hulk Hogan. With Solo Sokoa, his opening promo was hey, look, I was left alone at 15 to fend for myself. And everyone who's did the whole thing on Reddit has basically said the Usos were signed when he was 15 years old. So I, I feel like it's not a dismissal of his family yet, but I do think it's kind of interesting that he was someone to be into myself. Like My brother and I, six and a half years apart, when he left town and go to college, I was the only baby boy for ever miss his voice on the lane. And I, and I defended that honor, if you mean. So like what Dylan's saying, he threw up to be the ones walking to the back. I'm okay with that being a slow burn.
1: If it's a slow burn, I get it. Uh, and look, I I think he's fine. I just I feel like it's it's so obvious, you know. Like when yeah. you look at it, like they're clearly related. Like this is so obvious. So that's that's why I get hung up on it. But you're right. If it's a slow burn, that's cool. I I like the guy. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm wondering. I wish we had a a, a stat person on the team that we could look to because I would love to see if you were to take all the second generation wrestlers and mm-hmm. see the ones that acknowledged their past versus the ones that didn't, who has a, a better success rate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, uh, cause just because you acknowledge who your parent is, doesn't necessarily mean that's a good thing either. Uh, but it would sure. be interesting to compare like Bray Wyatt success versus what solos success is going to be, or, Whatever the case is, you know, or um Cody Rhodes success versus uh, any other second generation star that or a Braun breaker, you know,
0: right, right. I'm with you because there's a lot of to me the the two that always sticks in my head as Lacey Von Eric, uh, yeah. who did not who, who, who people knew who she was, but she didn't really hit the lights of the other Von Erics. Um, and the other one just just escaped from my mind. Dang, oh Sim Snooker, Deuce from Deuce yeah. and Domino. Yes, he was Deuce for a long time, and then he goes, No, I'm Sim Snooker, and then <laughs> and then it disappeared. Right. But you're absolutely right.
1: I don't know. Right. Mm. Yeah, because you're right. I think sometimes it can be it can be a, a benefit. Obviously, you get that initial, oh yeah, you're related to this person, but then sometimes you get saddled up with baggage that's not yours, also.
0: Dang. Before we get so, to that war games card there, Jack, any final thoughts about 2.0 this week?
1: Um, final thought would be, uh, one of the best parts of the show I thought outside of the matches was that group interview of the men's war games where you had the new guys versus the, uh, the established guys, even though that's kind of an LA Knight doesn't really belong with those guys who have been there. Uh, he's but four I, years old. Yeah. I get what saying, but he's new. Come on. You're not like, those are the guys who built NXT. <laughs>
0: His first fuse with a guy that's not even in the other company anymore—that's Brian, Brian dream That counts. He's one uh, 0, baby.
1: <laughs> so yeah, well, he—I uh I, I loved that. I loved how they got us to know who these characters are. How they got us to really feel like, oh, it's the old school versus it's the new blood versus the Millionaires Club. It's oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Jack>. WCW. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so you're not wrong. <laughs> no, it, I. I liked this and it gave me a reason to like or hate these new guys. Uh, So again, I I get, I know you couldn't have started with this. It wouldn't have worked if they started with this. I wished somehow this was the vibe I got on the first couple of episodes though. Cause I think that would change the trajectory of how I'm viewing a lot of these characters.
0: I felt like if War Games build happened about two weeks earlier, it'd be a different thing. And then it reminded me a lot like of ETW Originals gets a new breed, right? It was an idea, but it came like after the Vampire of the Week stuff from sci fi. It's a bit too late, personally. Yeah. But let's go to this War Games, Carter. Can't wait to hear your predictions. Uh, if you got predictions in the chat, let us know. Up front, we have the NXT Tag Team Champions on the line while Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner get an opportunity to get Imperium and Walter is kind of more able to travel these days now that he has a little bit of a different simplified home situation. Who do you got in this one?
1: I always back Imperium. I'm an unofficial, unacknowledged member of the group, so I I love Imperium. I've always been backers of them. These guys have been getting more shredded every time you see them. And if you've noticed, Walter's been posting some gym selfies looking shredded as well. So I have a feeling that Imperium continues to roll on and they retain yet again. And maybe this is where we get Walter USA uh, appearing.
0: That sounds like a fake diesel situation, but I I, I catch it. Walter USA. All right. Yay.
1: Uh,
0: Uh, It's going to be one of the few times we do a hair versus hair match. Duke Hudson, Cameron Grimes, who do you got?
1: I got Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson's going to win. Duke Hudson's going to shave Cameron Grimes' head and his beard. And I think Duke Hudson has been kind of looking like a fool for the past few weeks. And so he's going to be fired up. He's going to be ready, and he's going to shave Cameron Grimes's head. I don't know how he's going to look after it's done, but Cameron Grimes has shown me he makes anything money that he touches, so it'll be fine.
0: Can't call it war games. It's now conflict resolution. Joe Gacy, Roderick Strong for the Cruiserweight Championship.
1: I go with Joe Gacy. I think Joe Gacy's going to win it. <laughs> Whoa. Spirited yeah. pick. Okay. Yeah, Joe Gacy's going to win it. He's and- one guy against
0: the gang. Are you kidding me?
1: Ooh, he's got a gang of his own with uh, uh, what's, what's Harland? Harland, Parker, AKA Parker Bordeaux, but Harland, yeah, Harland. I, I was gonna call him Parker. Uh, Harland, he's got Harland on the outside, he's got a gang of his own. I think Joe Gacy is going to win this title because I think it's just more interesting that way. I think that's fascinating, <laughs> so I think he's gonna win it. Wow.
0: And the is that there's strength in numbers, Toxic Attraction, to Kai, take on Cora J, Kaylee, Ray, Raquel Gonzalez, Io in the female War Games matchup.
1: I go Toxic Attraction. Toxic Attraction is on a roll. They're on a tear. They're completely unstoppable. They're going to get the win here.
0: I mean, what if they don't?
1: What if the <laughs> sky falls? <laughs> I, if,
0: uh, sky falls! Uh, sky, so I'm, <laughs> I, I,
1: I'm so glad I I said that thinking of Chicken Little, but then uh, when I said Skyfall, I, I thought the song too.
0: <laughs> and then last, this could be one of the biggest War Games matchups of all time. NXT 2.0, Braun Breaker, Grayson Walla, Tony Angelo, and Carmelo Hayes with tricks somewhere in the mix. I don't know where he's going to be. Chicken on Black and Gold, Tommaso Champa, Gary Gargano, DYI, baby, LA Knight, and Pete Dunn.
1: I go with the young blood. I go with NXT 2.0. I always back Braun Breaker. I think he's going to be the difference maker. They're going to win this one. Hold
0: on, hold on. So you and Dylan agree with this? 2.0 needs to win, but maybe like last year, where Pat McAfee's group needed to win, maybe the fact they had themselves look great in defeat will be enough for the 2.0 brethren.
1: I think that we all agree that Pat McAfee actually won last year.
0: No, we don't. I don't get that at all. He,
1: he yeah, sold, he totally I'm going to randomly ask in the chat, Dylan, who do you think won last year? Did Pat McAfee <laughs> win last year? I made sure that the, I, look, the referee may have done s- certain things, but at the end of the day, I think the hearts and minds and the love of the people went to Pat McAfee.
0: He didn't win the match, but it won the souls and hearts of everyone in the audience is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. See, so Dylan, Matthew, can you highlight that that comment real quick? I refuse to, but I'll do it here. Pat McAfee always wins, Flobo. That's it.
0: You know, for weeks I worry about getting canceled, but I'm going to cancel Dylan. I can't believe you would support Jack at this time of tragedy. Okay, anyway, War Games, December 5th. That's just Sunday. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be in that green room hanging out, but if we are into we definitely go back and review the matches next week right here on Draped and Gold. But before we get out of here, Jack Farmer, who is your MVP of NXT?
1: Oh, what a great question. <laughs> I, I ask
0: think. it every week. What are you doing? Why are you surprised? <laughs> <mind>.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll go first then. Uh, I uh, got to give it to, to Ilya Dragunov, the NXT United Kingdom champion. Showed once again his unbucked bark with a hard-hitting affair against Rampage Brown. A ref stoppage is rare in NXT UK, but Ilya made it happen. Jack, you're
1: up. Uh, I'm going to go with Tiamon. <laughs> what? He wasn't on the show. <laughs> he, he was on the show. You're right. He, he was on a phone call. He's not paid by the hour, but... But, but the, before, you, before you go, but the, but the, but the, but, but, quote, this is why he is the winner. <laughs> because he was able to get Dempsey to join the Familia and become even more powerful and probably take pole position as the most dangerous faction in NXT UK with a simple phone call. Can I do it now? Yeah.
0: The, are you kidding me? He, he wasn't on the show! <laughs> He wasn't even there. Ah, oh, I can't with you. Uh, that does it for us here. I'm Go we we'll back here next week. To talk about more NXT, NXT UK action. Jack Farmer, if the world wants to find you online, how to go about doing so
1: at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Make sure to check out Santino Brothers. Nice guys finished last on YouTube going up live. Join us in the chat. Uh, it's 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and if you can't make that, I mean, it's uh, it's YouTube. Watch it later. I you know I can't control you.
0: I mean, I, I said that, but he got mad at me. Uh, <laughs> FLOBITO.com, FLOBITO.com, and drapedandgold.com. Learn more about the show and all of that jazz. I'm about to get out of here. I have another show at 4 o'clock. Commander's Law. We're talking about Star Trek, our sister program. But until that time and until next week, Jack Farmer, say the
1: words. Do your best and be yourself. Oh, yeah.